All right, we've heard from Barry Windham, United States Heavyweight Champion and one of the four horsemen. Dusty, he said, he, you will never get that U.S. title back. You know, to hear Barry Windham talk, Dusty Rose the American Dreams in a rocking chair sitting on the front porch. The bottom line on this thing, Barry Windham, is I know your threshold for pain. Stand. I know what your whipping point is. You remember that Dusty Rose, the American Dream, and your daddy trained you from the time you were able to walk to be the United States heavyweight champion. Yeah, yeah. But we did not train you to steal the United States heavyweight wrestling championship belt. So now then, if it's in an arena, if it's in a dressing room, if it's out on the street, I'm going to confront you in public, if you will, because it has to be done. Now, you've got to think about two things, brother. You've got to think about Dusty Rhodes now playing families. And Gary Hart used to put it the best when he said, let's play family. Well, families are me and you. This is between me and you. This is the Great American Bash. This is the National Wrestling Alliance. There is no other. There is no better. There is no greater organization in the world. Lex Luger said it best. I'm tired of talking. I'm tired of waiting. Let's get it done. So Bear Wyndham and all your many fans, let's get it done. Confrontation. Oh, one-on-one. -on -one. How sweet it will be. This old man, as you call him, in that rocking chair, gonna jump out of there and strangle you by the neck because Dusty Rhodes, the American dream, will be the United States heavyweight resident champion in public, in public, on the air, if you will. So remember this, BW. The American dream lives stronger than ever. And the great American bash will take its toll, not on me, on you, mentally, physically, and any way you want to look at it, because I'm always ready. Always ready. Ben Wyndham, J.J. Dillon, Tully Blanchard in Houston. I'm going to start with you Friday night. Calf killing Baba around the ring. Then, and only then, will it begin the great American Bash is now on us, and I'm ready for it, Jack. The Bash is coming your way, and more action in the ring right now. Hey, it's Tony Schiavone of AEW, and you are listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil J and that pain in the ass, Choppy. The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. Remember, what this network wants, this network gets. I promise you that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Broadcasting live from Shaolin, Staten Island. Freak Show Central. Where's that? New York City. 
the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. It's the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast on Rant EM Radio. Proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. This is episode 482 of the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast, June the 2nd, 2023. I, as always, your gracious host, the Yoda of yesteryear, the Messiah of memories, the heavyweight primate, the blue-collar scholar. What else do they call me? There's a few names for me. The intellectual retrosexual. I am the impact player, Mr. Philly Raya. Oh, This is the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Part of the Shining Wizards Network and Rant Entertainment Media and whatever Jimmy Ferrari's doing. Now, hope everybody's having a good weekend. Or well, start to that weekend, I should say. I hope you had a nice last weekend. Um, the weather is quite warm here in New York City, uh, if you care. I know, I know most of you don't, but I like to talk about the weather. It went from 55 degrees to 90 degrees in like 72 hours. So there you go. To, welcome to spring slash summer. I call it uh, Sprummer, you know, that's what we have now in New York City. I was telling my Uber driver the other day, Uber driver goes, I don't know, Phil, I don't know, I don't know. I said, what, what do you don't know? Every time, every time I, my, the weather changes, it's crazy. I said, dude, I, I don't, what do you want me to tell you? This is, this is Sprummer. And he said, what? I said, Sprummer, it's spring and summer at the same time. I said, when I was a kid, we had four seasons, okay? When I was a kid, once it hit October 31st, Halloween, Mom brought out the winter coats because he knew it was starting to get cold. That's when we knew. That's when we knew. It was like that kind of party. And then, you know, spring was like right at, literally right after Easter Sunday. Later on in life, we'd get snow on Easter Sunday, but that's besides the point. But when I was a kid, global warming was not a thing. Okay? The planet was uh, a little better off at this point, maybe. I don't know. Either way. I must tell you... Um, so last night I go out, I, I well, here's the thing, I, I posted on Facebook, I was so excited that my phone provider, my phone carrier, offered me a $5 ticket to go see Spider-Man, the, across the multiverse, the new animated movie, and you know I'm the Spidey Mark, right, that's my guy, so $5, I jump on it, I get so excited, I bought the wrong time, I bought the wrong time, so now I gotta work at 5 o'clock, yesterday, 
bullshit with my coworker. My supervisor's like, yo, want to take a ride with me downtown? I got to drop off some uh, f- some medicine to the to the units. Because every month, one of the one of the medicines that we use on the ambulance expires every month. I think it's cardism. So we have. So you're like, I got to deliver cardism to our to our lower Manhattan campus. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna jump on the bus right there and go to the movie. So I'll take the ride with you downtown, right? We we putz around, little crazy traffic. We get downtown. He does this thing. He drops me off, and I'm excited. I was like, this is great. The movie starts at like eight eight thirty. I'll get there for like seven forty something. I'll hang out in the lounge because the theater's pretty nice. It's a big AMC. It's IMAX. They got a bar. They got a, they got a little. They got food gimmicks and all that nonsense. So I'll grab something to eat and whatever, whatever. I get there. I break out my ticket digitally, and they're like, "We can't. We can't. That you know, we can't sign you in yet." I'm like, "Why?" She says, "Uh, your movie don't start till nine thirty. I'm like, "What?" So yeah, I'm like, fuck. I'm like, can I switch out my ticket to an earlier to an earlier time? There's a seven thirty that's about to start because I got there a little early, and then there's an eight thirty. She pulls up the screen like ninety five percent of the seats are taken. I'm like, oh Jesus, no! I can't sit up front front for for, for several reasons. One, because I hate the I hate to look up. That's one. And two, it's IMAX, and it's I'm not one of those guys that can. My eyes can't process very fast going shit at a, at a close range, so you won't catch me playing any like one player video games where you have to run and jump and go really fast. I I get like I get nauseous on fucking kitty rides, unfortunately, right? So I'm 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 kind of a Debbie Downer when it comes to that. I don't want to be that, but it's just how my my body. You know, I got to take Dramamine to play fucking those kind of games and go on rides. So either way, it is what it is. So, there's a restaurant next door, uh, Tommy's Tavern. I said, let me just grab something to eat, and then I'll go I'll go in. I'm taking my time now, right? She goes, it's a 25-minute wait. Oh, 25 minutes. 25 minutes to 30 minutes. She says, oh, boy. I said, you know, put my name down here. So, I get in there around, eat something, ordered a nice uh, flatbread, little prosciutto, little garlic sauce, little cheese, really good shit. Um, hung out, had a couple drinks. And then it was time to go to the movie. So I get upstairs. I'm in the lounge. I'm still 40 minutes early. But I want to sit down. Made some phone calls. Kids are piling in. Like, they're dressed up. And this is like Comic-Con. I'm like, wow. Kids are dressed up to go to the movies. That's some cool shit. Spider-Man's been my guy. Spider-Man's my favorite character for since I'm four years old. Five years old. And uh, he's my guy. So when, when, when Spidey... Makes an appearance on the big screen. I'm I'm there, f- premiere front row, not front row, but I'm there, first in line. Right? They gave out these cool ass movie posters, uh, like frame worthy. I was telling Steph last night. I'm like, I might get a frame for this thing. This is cool as shit. So, and the movie was fantastic. You know, I was trying to stay awake because I was up since 4 a.m. Uh, because it's two 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 hour two plus hour movie. And I was like, hey, you know, what are you going to do? All right, what are you going to do? So I, I stay awake. The movie's fantastic. And on top of that, on top of that, it it leaves you with a cliffhanger. So there's going to be a sequel to it, which is cool. And I'm not going to give anything else away because that's not how I roll. All right? So it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Um... I'm going to be in the movies all month. 
Next week is Transformers. The week after that is Flash. In between that, I think Ella wants to go see uh, Barbie, the Barbie doll movie. And then Indiana Jones. I'm going to be in the movie. I'm going to be in the movie all summer. Uh, Blue Beetle is coming out. And a bunch of movies that are coming out. So I'm excited. Um, the comic book genre, you know, it's it's hit or miss the last several years. But the storylines that I read as a kid, when they come to fruition on the big screen, if it's translated a certain way, I'm all about it. Sign me up. I'm all in, right? So, uh, it, it, I know DC's taking a hit, but now they got the guy, what's his name, Gunn, who, who did all the Guardian movies. Now he's in charge of DC movies. Warner Brothers just did an overhaul. They merged with uh, Discovery, which kind of put, kind of put. I guess, I don't even want to put heat on AEW to, to get another show on Saturdays, but, you know, we'll get into that in a second. But I don't know. It's it's a big merger. So when these when these big media companies merge, it's two one of two things happen. Either they fall apart like Time Warner did with with Turner, or they prosper and put out more content. And that might happen because of the content. I mean, the streaming ages is is, is in full effect. I mean, every streaming every company every big company now has a streaming service. Even your subscriptions to your groceries, like Walmart's got a streaming service now. Uh, we all know Amazon does have their own movie company. Apple's got their own movie company. Netflix, Hulu, and then of course, obviously, you know, HBO Max is now Max. Everybody and their mother has, every channel now has their own streaming platform with original content. So you basically no longer need cable television to the point where cable companies are like, hey, cut the cord, cut the cord. You can have this internet. Cable companies were afraid of that, and now they know that we're not fucking around no more. But the problem is they jack up the price. Like I pay almost a hundred. I pay literally a hundred bucks a month uh, for internet. I can get a lower tier, lower speed, but why? Because I stream. Uh, they, when the, when the guys come over or the kid comes over, they play they play games. On uh, I got all the all the gimmicks set up. I got the wireless. I got the the uh, Alexa. I can't say her name because she's sitting in front of me. Or uh, you know, or the ECHO in the other room because they'll say, "Can I help you? What do you want?" And then they start playing shit that I don't want them to play. And I have a thermostat that I switched off a couple of years ago when I when I when I lost the heat in here and I'm. You know, I have like, and it's electric. I pay, I pay a gazillion dollars every every winter, but it's and it's worth it because I stay warm. But I can control the heat from my phone, so when I come home, I have heat. When I come home from, you know, com- coming in from the cold, being out for fourteen hours a day, you know, or in case the and 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 the cool what's cool what's cool is too because I have the cat. Like if it gets too cold in here, like there's a certain temperature that'll go on by itself, so. It's good to have the internet at a bigger speed, you know, and it's that kind of age. So, with that being said, uh, you're going to get more eyes on things, which always means more opinions and more everything. Everybody's got something to say, but last night was, was, 
fun scene. I, I'm, I was probably the oldest, one of the oldest people there. I can tell you that in the theater, and, and the theater was full. Um, I didn't care. My seat was broken, and I didn't care. I had more leg room with the with the seat. the The left side of the chair was basically hanging off threads of leather, and I was like, I, I called the manager. I'm like, just so you know, my big ass didn't break that. I came to. I came into this because I I called I took one of the papers. Can you send the manager? I, I don't want I want to make some you know. So we knew this was like this. I'm like, oh okay. So when the manager came, I was like, you guys didn't put this chair out of service. Like she's like, well, if you want to move over, I was like, someone's sitting here. Like I, there's no other seats. She's like, she's like, I'm so I can get you another seat. I said, all right, it, don't want to worry about it. I I'm fine. I just want to let you know that um I didn't do it. She's like, oh no, I know you didn't do it. She's laughing. I'm like, you might want to put this chair out of service, though, like, when I'm leaving. Because it's like, you know, I'm not everybody's going to be, and not, especially tonight. Because the movie, you know, the movie opened yesterday, but it premieres tonight in every in all theaters. So, like, it's gonna be, the theaters will be full all weekend. So, you might want to, like, put that chair out of commission, you know? So, yeah, so that's pretty much, well, I don't know what's going on. It's been, it was a short work week because we have Memorial Day off. And with Memorial Day off, that means uh, the day before was was AEW. We'll get into that in a second. But I, I must tell you, the internet is just... I, I have to ignore, literally ignore 95% of what I read now from even people I know. Like, it's disgusting. Because uh, whether it's politics... Whether it's sports, whether it's religion, whether it's... It's okay to have an opinion. And we've said this so many times. Uh, it's okay to have an opinion. Uh, but respect other people's opinions. That's all I want you to do. You know, I'm going to disagree with probably 60% of what you say on social media. And I don't care who you are. Whether you're, f- you're a relative, you're a friend. Uh, I don't care. We don't have the same views. We definitely don't have the same opinions, and that's okay. It's okay, you know. Um, there are people who used to post on our page and don't anymore for some reason, and we love their input, but they don't like they don't like a rebuttal. Not even a not even like a an argument. Like people will post things. Someone else disagrees with them. They stop posting on our page, and I and I and I'm sad because. Uh, I like I like the the back and forth. It's not no one's no one's discrediting anybody, and not for nothing, no one's right or wrong. It's everybody's opinion, and opinions are like assholes, right? Some of us, a lot, a lot of us have them. All of us have them, I should say, and some of them stink. Doesn't negate the fact that you shouldn't be able to post somewhere and have an opinion. It's what it is, you know. I posted something the other day um, about CM Punk. You know, it's probably not a really popular uh, post. Zero fucks given. You know, I really don't care. I'm pushing 50 years old. If you don't like what I say, don't listen to it. You know, it's you. Don't, it's not going to make me dislike you any other, you know, if you disagree. It's not going to make me any less uh, opinionated because someone else didn't like it. I'm doing this 11 years next month. I mean, I don't, you know, <laughs> it's the same shit. You know, it's not, it is, it's not right or wrong. It's just an opinion. You know, you talk about facts. You could talk about things that happen. That's what we do here on on the throwbacks. We have a pretty decent throwback for you today. Um, but then on 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 in the same breath, it's, uh, you know, I don't know. 
for me, I just say my shit and keep it moving. And people like it. So that's how we're going to do it. We're going to keep it like that. We're going to keep it a bean. And everybody's happy. So Memorial Day weekend came and passed. Uh, uh, Hammer came over with the boys. And the next day, the next several days, he had a severe stomach bug. Throwing up, vomiting, uh, fever, the whole nine yards. So, you know, his dad was like, what do you eat? I'm like, he ate it. We all ate. No one got sick. We thought it was food poisoning. It wasn't food. He probably caught a bug. Apparently, it's going around in schools, from what I'm heard, from what I'm hearing. He's better now. But he was here stuffing his face with us um, for AEW. So, double nothing. I must tell you, oh, boy. Um, I just was not happy. I was not happy with this pay-per-view at all. At all. Um, let's see here. Let's see. All right, yeah. So, the show opens with... Um, with Hook and the Hardys versus Ethan Page and the Guns. Uh, the Hardys won that. Um, then Jim Ross joins uh, Shut Up Excalibur and Taz at ringside. Um, and the pay-per-view is going to start. 21-man Blackjack Battle Royal for the AEW International Championship. I told you guys Orange Cassidy was going to uh, retain. He did. Um, let's see here. Where is it? Where is it? So, Yep, that's it. He he won. What's next for him? I don't know. Excuse me. I'm tired. Who knows? Who knows? But he did retain. I called it. Um, this match disappointed me. The unsanctioned. Uh, and I this is when I was. I told you guys last week. I was looking forward to Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho with Sabu being the enforcer. Um. They they stopped the match. Referee stopped the match. Cole beats Jericho with a ref stoppage. Uh, it was Sabu being there was pointless. Um, the finish affected the overall quality of the match. You know, it, it was it was decent hard hitting actions from both guys. But when you, how do you have a fucking stoppage in a, in a, in a no-holds bar? I, I just, I don't understand. Um, it, it, you know, at it, it, one point, Cole was beating Jericho bad, and then Aubrey Edwards calls for the bell. Britt Bate comes in, unloads on Jericho with the kendo stick. Uh, the Yauk, um... Sarai came to uh, make the save, but she suffered the same fate with the with the stick. It was just fucking miserable. Um, all right, FTR versus Jeff Har- Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal for the AW tag straps. Uh, Jay Briscoe is the special guest referee. Thank Christ, we'll get them off TV. FTR wins; they retain. Um, it just. I don't know. I didn't like it. Um, I just, I don't know. At one point, Double J pisses off Mark Briscoe for not counting a pinfall on Dax. Mark shoves him back into into the shadow machine. That was how it ended. So, The ladder match for the TNT Championship, Wardlow versus Christian Cage. I thought Christian Cage was going to win this. He did not. The ladders kept giving out. The ladders kept giving out. It was one of the most underwhelming matches on the planet. It was fucking terrible, this match. 
terrible. Uh, at, at one point, uh, Wardlow does launch himself off one of the ladders into Luchasaurus, into a pair of tables. Uh, Arn Anderson tips a ladder, drops Christian off uh, into the waiting arms of Warlow, and he does, you know, he does his thing, and that was it. But it was so. St- Arn Anderson can barely move. Why is he out there? Stop! I get it. He's a he's one of my favorite guys, but he's a legend, one of the greatest technical TV champions of all time, one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Him and Tully, him and Zabisco. Him and Bobby Eaton, don't get me started. There's a bunch of tag team partners he had. Him and Flair were a good team when he teamed up. I just he's he, he's crippled. The guy cannot move. It it was so apparent. He's out of shape. He's elderly. Get him off TV. Get these guys off TV. They want to be a mentor in the back. They want to be a road agent, be a manager, like be yeah. But don't get involved in these match, especially matches where you have to lift and move shit. Now you're not just dealing with talent, you're dealing with ladders and chairs and tables. It's it's just fucking redundant. Um, AEW Women's Championship, I thought Jamie Hayter was going to retain. She did not. The shit locker, Tony Storm from the Outcast, is your new women's champion. Um, it's going to need reshuffling in the next couple of weeks, but uh, they're a decent heel act. And Baker, Hikaru Shida, both of them, you know, it'll be good. Um... This this was the best booked match of the evening, I, I feel like. Um, but, you know, Soho did blind hate it with the spray paint and whatever. But uh, the trios championship, the acclaimed and daddy ass versus the House of Black. Um, lack of storyline, stupid. We, House of Black was going to win. I didn't see them. I didn't see acclaimed and, and daddy ass winning. Um... So, this was unexpected. Um, so, Taya Valkyrie, my, my new favorite TNA women's performer, with that deliciousness that, that's her. Uh, her thickness is ridiculous. Anyway, Taya Valkyrie goes against Jade Cargill for the TBS championship. At this point, Jade is um, 59-0. and 0. She, she successfully retains... But, of course, her manager gets in the ring and says, there's no one else. Uh, I'm issuing an open challenge on behalf of the victor. And the music goes off, and it's a returning Chris Statlander. And she actually upsets Jade Cargill for the championship. So she is 60-1 and one in the last 61 matches. Um, so there you go. Uh, that's going to break up Sterling, probably, with Cargill, so... And, of course, the AEW uh, World Championship, the four-way match, MJF retains. Sammy Guevara, before this, announces that he's anou- he, him, him and Taya are, um, are expecting a child, Ty Mello, Tay Mello, um, whatever. Who cares? This guy, he's got balls, man. He, in the, in the, in the, in the entire run of AEW, he proposes to his ex-girlfriend, Breaks up with her, proposes to Tay Mello, then they get married, and then uh, now they're having a child. It's like this guy, and he did. He, it did. It, he didn't do it like in between big, in between big spaces of time either. He, he, he moved pretty fast when he realized that uh, Tay had a thing for him. So 
Anyway, MGA, MJF does uh, retain, defeating Darby Allen, Guevara, and, and uh, Perry, Jungle Boy Perry. Um, uh, how about MJF using the bomb, the blonde bombshell, Chris Candido's powerbomb from the top rope? That was dope. Um, I don't know. At, at one point, Darby Allen nearly won a title with a headlock takeover. I, I just, I would have cried, screamed miser- bloody murder if that happened. Um, it was one at one point MJF, uh, you know, he he pins Darby Allen for the win. I'm getting bored. The champ says <laughs> you can hear him say I'm bored. And it goes down the ramp. Give you more competition. Um, it just it just terrible, terrible. And finally, the anarchy in the arena, the elite versus the Blackpool Combat Club. So. I, I'm not gonna shit on Moxley, you know. A lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of mis, uh, mishaps here. We'll get into it. Um, at one point, the elite took the fight to to the BCC, going into the stands. The fucking band, Violent Idols, they played their rendition of Wild Thing almost through the entire fucking match. It took the Young Bucks to super kick them. To shut them up. Stop. That was terrible. On top of the on top of the band not being very good, why would you do that? Why would you have live music playing over your match? You got commentators calling the match. The fans are are trying to get fixated on because the match is not staying in the ring. Claudio does a sick pod driver though, in the bed of a pickup truck. Um. And then the the fucking loaded the, the loaded foot the exploding foot the super kick, that was stupid. Um, but the spot of the night though, so the BCC puts uh, barefoot Mac Jackson, in uh, they they drop him into a pile of thumbtacks. And he, his entire heel, Matt's entire heel, is covered in thumbtacks. His barefoot, I cringed. And of course, Brian Danielson puts a heel hook on for good measure. So. Um, and then Nick Jackson took a fucking, took face first into those tacks, too. Um, and then Don Callis gets involved. He gives Wheel a useless, uh, a screwdriver, uses it on Hangman. He, he attempts to do the same to Kenny Omega, but he ate a V-trigger. And out of the blue, here comes Takashita from out of nowhere. Wipes out Omega and Wheel, and Wheel of Useless and, uh, and, and scores the pin. With, with a C- and Wheel of Yuta. Useless scores this, uh, the win with a seatbelt pin. So now we know Forbidden Door. Kenny Omega is going to have to probably recruit one of his New Japan friends. I'm thinking it's 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 got to be Kota Ibushi or Okada. I think it's Ibushi, but um, it, it, this this pay per view was not good. I'll give it a C plus. Or a C or a C, I don't know, C or a C plus. Like, it's just not good. Thank God I didn't pay for it. That's all I'm saying. And I watched bat, uh, NXT Battleground, which was better. Which was way better. It was. I enjoyed it. Wesley retains with the North American Championship, beating Joe Gacy and Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate looking svelte, by the way. Really, really good match. Uh, the Heritage Cup match, Noam Dar goes heel. He retains against Dragon Lee. Um, 
they're doing some new stable with men's uh, legend and Jackson. Um, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Um, what else here? The match of the night was, well, maybe not the match of the night. Maybe the second match, best match of the night. Ilya Dragunov. This is a last man standing match versus Dijak. Um, he beats him by a 10 count, knocks him out. Really good match, though. Um, a deba- I like when on his way to the ring, Dijak told his father to get his wife and daughter out of the arena because they don't want to see this. That was pretty cool. I enjoyed that. Um, NXT champion, uh, Tag Team Championship, Gallus retains against the Creed Brothers. That was a good match. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't their first match. It wasn't, the, it wasn't, uh, the, uh, the best match they've had. They've had better matches, but it was, it was, it was, uh, it was decent. Um, so, um, and then Tiffany Stratton defeats, uh, uh, Lyra Val- Valkyria, uh, to win the NXT women's title in, in the, uh, in the tournament. Um, wasn't too bad. Wasn't too bad. Um, but the Valkyrie was, uh, she had a knee injury, so she fought through that. The knee buckled, the leg buckled. She managed to duck the prettiest moonsault ever and hit her second, but Stratton got the foot on the rope and won the match. And for the NXT title, Carmelo Hayes, uh, and NXT Championship, Carmelo Hayes retains against Bron, uh, Bron uh, I can't even talk today, fucking Phil, Bron Breaker, who's now basically a heel, came out with the wolf gimmick, it was nice, you know, um, I don't think it was as good as their first match, but I think Bron Breaker's time in NXT may be nearing, regardless of, uh, how the draft went, I feel like he needs another stage of, and I, I feel like he's done everything he could in this condensed NXT. So, we shall see. We shall see. So, I mentioned it's almost summertime here. And I had a, I had to summarize the, uh, the apartment. Studio P has to get a, my air conditioner. I had to take my air conditioner. I had to, I keep it in the window all year round. So, I had to, you know, you have to wrap it in the winter and shit. So, I had to go outside, take the wrapper off and... Now nah, I gotta take all the shit off the, the window. I did that. I cleaned. I cleaned the, the 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 freaking gimmick, and now I got a fly in here that I can't catch. It's annoying me. He must have flew in when I was cleaning the air conditioner, but now it's pissing me off. So <laughs> anyway, so that's our story. We're sticking with it, and uh, really hope you guys uh, enjoy um, enjoy that. I should say. And we'll be right back. We're going to take a quick break, plug our friends, and we have a kick-ass throwback for you. So stick around. Lord Alfred Hayes, take us to the break. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, Listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. 
With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at The Brocast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. Got 30 minutes to kill? Come check out 30 Screams or Less, where we review a horror movie in 30 minutes or less. We cover new movies and old ones too. We'll give our honest thoughts on the movie, good or shit, as well as a rating of each one that we watch. New episodes weekly available on the Shining Wizards Network and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. Come check us out at 30 Screams or Less. you like your music heavy then check out radioactive metal on the shining wizards network for over 16 years now radioactive metal has been one of the longest running podcasts over the years we've interviewed some legendary metal acts had some awesome discussions and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes so join your cool uncle snowy and his co-host aaron for the audio mosh pit that is radioactive metal here on the Shining Wizards Network. Well, the action is underway! What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast... Or playing in punk bands. Or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums. Then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. Are you tired of being lied to every day by the mainstream media? Do you want to know what's really going on in the world? Do you want to make up your own mind about things and not be told what to think or say? Then listen to Inconclusive Breakdown, a weekly anti-PC look at the world of entertainment and current events brought to you without censorship or filters. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts, BitChute, and on ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. And also, we're a proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday nights on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. I am Jacques. And I'm Raymond. And we're, we're the, the Fabulous Rougeau Brothers. And you're listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Yeah. And now, here is your Throwback of the Week. Sponsored by the Shining Wizards Network and Rant EM Radio.
Episode 480, I want to say this is 482. Um, yeah, that's that's the music. Now, my disdain for Honky Tonk Man should not hinder on history, right? So, at the time, you know, when, 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 when this particular throwback happened, uh... Uh, this was one of the first times I, as a kid, was in complete shock. Was in complete, complete shock of uh, of what happened. Um, so, so the story goes, we find out later in life, because we didn't notice at the time that, you know, this happened, right? Story goes, Ricky Steamboat wants time off. Had a baby, but he's the Intercontinental Champion. So of course Vince is like, no, you know we don't do that. You know you're like the hottest, you know heel next. I mean you're the hottest face, baby face next to Hogan. You can't have you leave the company right now. I want a time off. I have a kid. They said no. He said okay. Guess what? We're taking the belt off you. So. For years, it's been debated. For years, it's been debated. Well, can we get somebody better to replace Ricky Steamboat? You know, or can we? And and what heel is going to take it? And you know, get. So I mean, there's there's so many questions uh, that were running through my mind when I found out why this happened. Right. So. On an episode of Superstars on a Saturday morning, uh, on July on June thirteenth, nineteen eighty uh, seven, okay, uh, the impossible happens. The Honky Tonk Man defeats Ricky the Dragon Steamboat on TV to to be your new Intercontinental Champion, right? We were in shock. It couldn't have been like no one else. Could have been Butch Reed or the One Man Gang or you know June thirteenth. That's my son's birthday, by the way, St. Joseph's Day, nineteen eighty-seven. the The match was actually reco- uh, recorded on June third, but played on June thirteenth, nineteen eighty-seven, for um, for what do you call? For um, you know, that's how it was what, what that's how it was back then. I'm gonna pull up the card. Um, I'm gonna pull up.
pull up the card here if my computer I hooked up my uh my giant screen TV to my computer. Um let's see here. Did it happen here? Um June third. So let me let me try to pull it up here. No pay per views, no TV. TV ninety no. This is why won't they show you the whole card? I don't understand. Oh yeah. Was it was it June second or June third? I'm gonna pull something up here. Hold on. Da, da, da. Bear with me folks. Bear with me one second. Alright, I knew I had it. I have to I wanted to I said let me pull up the whole card, because you know they did they did like T V tapings for hours at these places. So this was from uh June second, nineteen eighty seven, at the Buffalo Memorial Auditorium in Buffalo, New York. I don't have the capacity. Um I'll run down the matches. So Bam Bam Bigelow beat a jobber, didn't say who the jobber was. SD Jones beat a jobber. Kempatera beat Nikolai Volkov in six minutes and seven seconds. Honky Tonk Man did wrestle uh, a tag team match that day before he wrestled Ricky Steamboat. Him, uh, him and Kamala lost to Hulk Hogan and Coco Beware in 14 minutes and 30 seconds. Davey Boy Smith, Dynamite Kid, the British Bulldogs beat Johnny Canine and Dusty Wolf in two minutes and 11 seconds. Haku and Tama, the Islanders, defeated Eric Cooper and SD Jones. Um, JYD defeated Kerry, um, uh, what's his name, Terry Gibbs in one minute, 43 seconds. Dino Bravo and Greg Valentine defeated Scott Casey and Lanny Poffo, two minutes, 48 seconds. The one-man gang defeated Silvano Sousa, that was actually televised. Um, Killer Bees, uh, B. Brian Blair, Jumper Jim Brunzel defeated the Hart Foundation in four minutes, and 18 seconds. George the Animal Steel, that was also televised, wrestled, um, Al Navarro. One minute, 18 seconds. The Can-Am Connection, Rick Martell and Tom Zink defeated Rick Renslow and Dave Wagner, 2 minute 52 seconds. Killer Khan defeated Brian Costello, 1 minute, 42 seconds. Billy Jack Haynes defeated the uh, the man who was the Brooklyn Brawler, but before that he was just Steve Lombardi, 1 minute, 44 seconds. And the Heenan family, uh, Harley Race, Hercules, King Kong Bundy, and Mr. Wonderful Paul Andorff defeated Mario Mancini, Don Jurgers, Jim Powers, and Paul Roma in 3 minutes 37 seconds. Honky Tonk Man fought again. He fought Dave Stoudemire, not the pitcher's son, and from the MLB uh, in 24 seconds. <laughs> Coco Beware defeated Jose Estrada, 1 minute 57 seconds. One Man Gang defeated Eric Cooper. Two minutes, 30 seconds. The Brutus Beefcake and the Rougeos defeated Jimmy Jack Funk, I Am Mike Sharp, and Johnny, Johnny Canine in three minutes. Kempatera defeated Frankie Lane. Demolition Axe and Smash defeated Jerry Allen and Lanny Poffo in two minutes, 25 seconds. And for the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat loses in three minutes and 53 seconds to the Honky Tonk Man. Let's take you now to that match. Honky Tonk was coming right ahead of Steve. Ooh, now like a steamroller. But now it may be stopped. Downstairs goes the dragon. Upstairs now. I don't think the dragon has ever looked so good. Up to the apron. He's going up. The dragon now. What's Jimmy Hart doing? 
Get him down from there. What a shot. Cover. Our turn around. He tied up. Turn around. Turn around. So Steamboat goes for a, a roll up. Honky Tonk Man reverses it by help, by holding on to the ropes, and the ref didn't see it. And there you go, gets the one, two, three. Honky Tonk Man is your new Intercontinental Champion, and of course he comes back to the ring after going to the locker room, and he had this to say: The Honky Tonk Man. What? Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. You're a beautiful audience. Thank you. Talk man would go on to hold that championship for I don't know how an astounding 454 days. 454 days. This is not because I don't like him. I'm not a big fan, never was. I know he's Jerry Lowell's cousin. I know he had a little bit of success in Memphis, but he wasn't intercontinental champion material. However, the belt goes to him. He holds it for 454 days. And then, of course, on August, in August of 1988, it's SummerSlam. I was there. I almost missed it because I was bending over drinking a soda. He loses to the Ultimate Warrior. So he held it from June of 87 to August of 88. So there you go. 454 days. 454 days. I I don't know. I don't know. I, it just... For me, it was... I don't know. It, it just... <laughs> I don't know. I hope Gunther... Gunther, Gunther, how, how you want to call it. 
I hope he breaks the record. But, you know, Pedro Morales is 425. Randy Savage is 414. And he was 454. Who's going to beat the record? Should, Gun- should Gunther do it? The Sportster has 10 things. No, I don't want to log in. The Sportster has... Why is this not doing this to me? No, 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 no. Uh, the Sportster has 10 things you should know about the Honky Tonk Man. Used unfair means to win a title from Ricky Steamboat. Okay. So, Honky managed to reverse the inside cradle, like I said, roll up. Wasn't exactly legal, but whatever. The title renamed during his reign. What is now known as the Intercontinental Championship, it was also known as the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship. Uh, thanks to Honky Tonk Man's myth- mythical reign and his few of Brutus Beefcake, it got changed to the current name. This means when the Ultimate Warrior ended his run, he'd become the first outright Intercontinental Champion in the renamed title. Um, his oft-forgotten managerial antics. Most fans will recollect the Honky Tonk Man spent most of his career with Jimmy Hart. But they may not remember, he had another companion, Peggy Sue. Peggy Sue was his other manager who was played by Sherry Martell. Uh, number seven, the run started as a transitional one. Like I mentioned before, it has either been lost to others or never known to in the first place, but Honky Tonk Man's IC Championship win was supposed to be a short one and far from being anything special. Apparently, the performer he was supposed to drop the strap to, that never happened. Um, Honky Tonk Man was initially set to drop the belt to Butch Reed, a renowned tag team contender, but that did not happen, apparently. Retain title against some big legends. This is, this is I don't know. He managed to keep the title despite facing people like Bruno Sammartino, George Animal Steel, and perhaps most famously the Macho Man Randy Savage. But then, number five, too many losses, but did not lose the strap, like I said before. Being the slimy heel champion that he was, Honky Tonk Man would lose many matches in the midst of his reign without losing his title. He had become one of the hottest heels in the, in, in the territory, period. Evidently, though, Honky Tonk Man couldn't lose a match for his title via pinfall submission, but that didn't mean he never lost. Far from it. He, As I already mentioned, he was sneaky, he cheated, he was a monster heel, and Honky used all of his dashly tactics to ensure he'd never lose his title, despite facing some titans in the wrestling business that day. Number four, he aligned himself with the Hart Foundation. Honky Tonk Man would take help from numerous allies. He was closely associated with the Hart Foundation, who had the tag team title at the time. It goes without saying that without aid from Honky Tonk Man, um, from the from the from the Hart Foundation, I should say, the Honky Tonk Man would be in bigger trouble, especially when defending against Macho Man Randy Savage. Number three, he courted Miss Elizabeth a lot. Make no mistake, Miss Elizabeth was a was a looker, right? But with the feud between the Honky Tonk Man and the Macho Man becoming so bitter, the former ensured that he could not shake off Savage easily via his constant interest in Miss Elizabeth. The two had already enjoyed one of the most heated feuds in IC title history, and it only got worse each time when Honky Tonk Man tried to pass, make a pass on Miss Elizabeth. And come to an end of it all, it really did. Savage and Elizabeth were true winners in this uh, 
in this ultra-personal war. And, of course, Randy Savage's feud helps create the Mega Powers. We know that. Hulk Hogan came out to save uh, Randy Savage from the, from the, the beating on the Saturday's main event with the, with the guitar and all that. Um, and that's how it started. So there you go. That, that, there you go. 454 miserable days of the Honky Tonk Man as the Intercontinental Champion. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I did not. <laughs> as a kid, I hated it. Um, we, we, if for those new listeners, we tried to get Honky Tonk Man on, on, um, on the podcast several years ago, and he wrote back, and I quote, I don't do interviews or AM or FM radio. I don't know where he got that from, but three months later, he was sitting with Cole Cabana on Cole Cabana's podcast. So, just goes to show, it's not who you know, it's, it's not what you know, it's who you know, and obviously... Colt knew a lot of people and pulled some strings and probably saw him at some fucking awful indie show and said, hey, you want to sit down? Hey, sure, why not, man? We sat down and they they shot the shit, and that's pretty much how it goes. So, you know, I I was told uh, several times in this, while I'm podcasting the last 10 years, 11 years, that I did not give Honky Tonk Man his flowers. I did not give him his credit. Well, here you go. I am chose. I'm choosing this particular episode to give Honky his flowers, and to acknowledge that he was the IC champion for 454 days. I don't understand. Now, from what I also heard, he was supposed to drop the belt to St- to um to Brutus Beefcake, but Beefcake was involved in a parasailing accident, hence why it went to the Ultimate Warrior. So that was another fact that I think I mentioned that when we covered SummerSlam 88. SummerSlam 88 is 35 years this year. You believe that shit? SummerSlam 98 is 25 years old this year. Uh, this year. It's crazy. Guess who's getting old, folks? This guy right here. So, uh, you know, he's not a bad wrestler, right? Honky Tonk is not a bad hand. He's just one of those guys that was in the right place at the right time. You know, would it have worked if, if if Butch Reed would have beat him for the title? I mean, on paper, Butch Reed should wipe the floors with him. But Butch Reed, A, was a, was a predominantly tag team wrestler. And then B, his singles run in WWF, he was a, he was a heel. And heels didn't really fight heels back then for championships, you know? So, like, it wouldn't have made sense unless Butch Reed had a face turn. Which I at the, you know looking at his persona and the way he at, and the way he works, I couldn't see that. I'm a Butch Reed Mark. You guys all know that. I love Hacksaw Butch Reed, but I I don't. He wouldn't have been IC champion. There's a couple of guys who could have been IC champion. Man, you could you could have gave the belt to the one man gang. You could he's a big giant of a man. You know you could have gave it to him. You could have gave it to, um. Uh, you could, there's a bunch of guys. Dino Bravo, Greg Valentine could have retained, could have re, uh, reclaimed it. You know, even though they those guys were all involved in tag teams, they weren't the Hall Foundation, they weren't the Killer Bees, they weren't the Bulldogs, they weren't Demolition. You could split those other teams up. You know, you could. There was, there's no, nothing saying you can't. They were just tag team heavy. They were just trying to get all the all their peoples on TV, which is fine. You know, I get it. Um. You know, but in 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 hindsight, 
there are several guys. If you go, look, if you look at their roster from 80, 87, 88, if you look at it, you could tell that there was, there were several good contenders that could uh, that could have beaten him for the title. You know, not n- not no question. Matter of fact, you know what? I was gonna pull. Uh, nah, I'm not gonna even gonna do it. I'll pull. I was gonna pull up the the roster, but I gave you a couple of names. I gave you a couple of names. So, uh, with that being said, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, I just wanted to jump on and review the pay per views from last week, and basically give Honky Tonk Man his flowers. I do have a guest host co-host coming on with me. I don't know if it's next week or the week after we literally just hammered out the no pun intended we literally just hammered out the the details in terms of uh what what, what the topic is a and b whether the person's going to be here in studio or not because i opted to have the person come on remotely but they said no i want to come in studio and they don't live close so we'll make that happen so uh that's pretty much it if you guys want to uh, email us. It's turnbuckledrawbacks1 at gmail.com. Of course, you can me- you can message me on uh, social media pages, uh, on Instagram, at tbuckleTbacks, on um, Twitter, at tbuckleTbacks. Um, if you want to buy a shirt, that'd be great. We have five different designs, soon to be six, at prowrestlingtees.com slash turnbuckledrawbacks. As they say, the old ad, be a mark, buy a shirt. Um, I want to thank Tony C. for his assistance on helping me find that footage from last week's episode. I hope you enjoyed that with the Ike World Order. I thought that was hysterical, you know. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I enjoyed that immensely, 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 immensely. I Oh, one more thing before I go. Dark Side of the Ring, Season 4, Chris Candido, Tammy Sitch. The first episode was brilliant. Um, sad because I love Chris Candido. Sad how it fell apart. Sad how he passed away. Cornette, like, emotional about it. It was, you know, I mean, I we knew his brother and his mom were going to be emotional about it. And we know Tammy's, oh, we just pray for Tammy. Because if you know Tammy personally, and we she is such a sweetheart of a, of a person. Her demons have over, have, have, have taken her away from everything that's good about her, and I hope that she flee in her some kind of peace and uh, and tranquility after all this bullshit. And I I really hope that she she cleans up eventually before she dies, either in jail or coming out and doing the same shit over again. But Dark Side of the Ring, good watch. Uh, I'm excited for the next. I'm excited for the season. I think it's like 10 episodes. So, yeah, definitely check that out on Viceland. So that's it. That's it it for me. Have a great rest of your weekend. Enjoy it. Uh, They're short as you get older. Trust me, I know. Um, Please be mindful. Please be safe. Don't be a jerk-off. Be kind to animals. Um, It's Pride Month, apparently. It was Pride Day, now it's Pride Week, now it's Pride Month. So the whole month is acknowledged. I'll just say it once. I'll acknowledge all of our uh, people who were recognized in the LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ community. 
You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for supporting us. And respect other people, man. You know what I'm saying? Who cares what they, how they love and who they want to, who they want to recognize as or dress up as? Who gives a shit? If they're good fucking people, if they don't break the law, and they're kind to animals and they're good to children, then, then leave them alone. I love you guys. Take, take care. Comb your hair. And uh, say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie.